Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. This is episode 74. With me, my co-captain as always. Scott Larson. And Scott, you know what? We always talk about our sponsor. But I thought, why don't we actually have him on? And we'll he can talk a special about guest. Yeah. And he can talk about buying machines from him. So, yeah. Uh, well, okay. Okay, I, 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 I do have a quick update, though. I did update, I, I did unbox um, Iron Maiden and Beatles that I got from uh, Zach and Nicole at Flipping Out Pinball. And, oh my gosh, that game is awesome. Like, I'm probably one of the three people on the planet that like Iron Maiden, um, the music, and so it totally works for me. But, uh, yeah, wow, if you want to get one of these, make sure you get on the list because they are back-ordered. So... Now bring it on, bring it on in. Bye bye bye, Zach. Yeah, I thought I heard somebody say bye bye bye. Congratulations, Scott, for opening up those two beauties. And Josh, my man, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. You don't have your camera on. You must not be wearing pants or something for us tonight. I got to right? tell you guys, I am tired. I woke up at five a.m. to go record with the Greg Bone, the one and only. Nice. And then I uh, had a couple deliveries. I got two machines up and downstairs today, so I'm not looking my freshest. I will say that. Okay, well, I'll, I'm going to one-up you a little bit. I did two hearts, and then we did emergency heart. And so I've been up for 24 hours, and then I had honeydews today. So I may be a little punchy today. I did two hearts. I saved people's lives. Okay, I did three hearts, really, technically. So Three hearts, an emergency one, too. Isn't every heart an emergency? Let's be fair. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Your ticker's, uh, eh, it'll last for a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, it, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it, it actually like uh, it's they're very interesting cases. And in for the first two, that's just a normal day. Uh, but then someone came in and their aorta was dissecting, which is when it starts oh. uh, exploding. And so it needs to be fixed very quickly. Otherwise, they will pass on. So, wow, that was the fun stuff from the rest of the pinball community. God bless you. And thank you, Scott, for all that uh, all that you do in the healthcare industry. No, okay. Actually, to be blunt, it's a privilege. I I do love my job. I mean, there are things that are super stressful yeah. about it, especially in December. But I do love it. So, but okay, that that was a downer. Go ahead, go ahead, Zach. Uh, let's buy some pinballs. Sell, sell, sell. I mean, we could buy pinball machines, or you guys. I, I was thinking to myself since you oftentimes have on Keith Elwin, and he is the go to pinball playing. He's the he's the go to pinball design at this point, but he has yet to surpass myself as being the goat of cameo and guest appearances here on the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. So in a, in a fashion of, I don't need to sell you guys things, I, I would like to give away stuff as a celebration. Ooh, what do yes. you guys think about that? Can we give away some stuff today? Yes. Plot twist. Plot well, twist. And, and especially because, I, I know you two know this, but audience, this is our, we are now over 100,000 listens oh, under wow. three years. And so we're like, you know what? It was Zach Many and Martin Robbins that said, hey, you guys should keep doing this. It sounds good. So I figured it'd only be appropriate to have one of them on. And, and Martin said no, so we went with Zach. <laughs> yeah, well, Martin killed me. He threw me over the boat, so it's okay. I, he, 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 he's shark food to me. So That is true. So in, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Celebration, oh, okay. honor. Not celebration or honor. Yeah, Be whatever. Trouble, yeah, talk works. on wedding. Let's yeah, celebrate it, 100K, baby. Yeah, 100K by Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's give away some stuff. I'm, I'm excited for this. Let's. What you, okay. what you got for us, Zach? 
So I thought, well, we could give away one thing, or because you both are two beautiful people, why not give away two things today on Ooh. the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast? Huh? Let's do your it. Your camera, your your uh, video monitor must be obviously turned off. It's like a fresh shave there, Scott. It looks good. I did. I, I did shave. Yeah. Occasionally. Well, for being up 24 hours and saving people's lives. It looks That's great. true. Mm -hmm. It looks great. I thought we could give away everybody's gloating and loving on their Godzillas and not everybody has Godzillas. Well, you're giving I, away not, a Godzilla you're giving on our away show. An LP wow. on our show right now. <laughs> I'm not the pin side secret Santa. Uh, but <laughs> so okay, was that thought, real? By the way, if that, that was, was real, totally real, we can get oh, into that. That was my unbelievably and totally real and generous okay. and beautiful. Okay, I thought that was a joke, but okay, go no, ahead. Absolutely. So uh, I, I cannot give away pinball machines. I have four kids to feed. Uh, but I thought, why not? Uh, everybody loves Mandalorian. Why not give away not only a awesome Mandalorian commemorative stern banner, which are, nice. I mean, come on, those things are hard to get. Um, unless you know the right people, contact me. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or, and, not or, and here on the Loser Kid, why, why don't we give away a Mandalorian translite too? Whoa. Love it. Let's do it. Let's do right. it. I think, the, I think the best way to give these things away how can we help support these 100K fellas? I think what people should have to do is take the link to this episode right here or the post that you guys have on social media and just share it. That's all they got to do. Share it. Share it on their social. And then if they just send you a little photo evidence to your email at loserkidpinballpodcast at gmail.com, then maybe in a week or so you will randomly draw two winners to win a banner of Mandalorian as well as a translite. It doesn't get much easier than that. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to do the uh, the 80s slow clap right now because oh, that yeah. is impressive, yeah. my friend. See, why I don't we do it. it? Oh, Captain, I, my Captain. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, but, so free stuff here on the Loser Kid because mm -hmm. I don't know. You guys are one of my favorite podcasts. Please don't quit. <laughs> I, I don't have an, a life outside of this other than uh, my day job. So this is my fun job, so. <laughs> this is my fun job and my day job yeah <laughs> okay but yeah but dude i, I still so. don't know how you do it zach we, no, we were there at no. expo we came and shook your hand and you're like i gotta go take calls now it yeah, was just peace like out. i gotta go yeah. yeah it's nuts it's always nuts it's crazy but mm. it's fun crazy so uh, no, i love that, it that is really uh really nice by the way and zach is actually putting his own material on, up for this and so yeah. we really appreciate that so absolutely Let's keep Zach in the number one position. Let's see if we can out outpace his previous record oh. and see if we can share more and more. And yeah. you know, if we if we keep getting those numbers big, listeners, you know, I'll I'll reach out to Mr. Elwin and I'll at least give him some advice or some tips on next time he appears on the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, how he can up his numbers, maybe. You got to admit, you were kind of scared a little bit there when Godzilla came out because that episode was blowing up a quick. It was monster, and I was I was very scared. Load up, load up. <laughs> came in within what two hundred? I think is what yeah, two hundred. Really close, yeah. It was really close. close. Oh, who's counting now? It's it was a landslide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love you, Keith. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, Zach. Um, we know that you're a very busy man, and so. Uh, you don't do these very often. You never guest on other shows, right? Not often. No, never. <laughs> and so we, we appreciate you coming on and uh, let's get into some news. I know there's been a ton of it, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, 
We're going to start off. Well, we just talked about the 100,000. That's the first thing on our notes. Uh, let's, let's scroll down next to this. We've got Twippies. Pre-voting is going on. Honestly, by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be over with. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and, and hop in your time machine. Hint, hint, segment, hint. Um, oh, go and uh, go ahead and put your name in, you know, uh, vote for, uh, you know, vote for Zach and Dennis, uh, vote for, uh, you know, vote for who you want, vote for, yeah. vote vote for, for Josh kid. and me, just for loser yeah. kids. I want to see if we get slap saved again this year. So, uh, we, you know what? We should get Better silver ball it. in there too. Uh, slam tilt. Um, I, I think triple, final triple round. drain takes it. Triple, I mean, yeah, back box. I, strong fellas. They yeah. are coming on strong. Yes, they are. So anyway, yeah. go go ahead and uh, and put some support <laughs> out there. So yeah, we're. I think you can go to thisweekinpinball.com. Yeah, yeah, something like that. There you go. That's the Twippy plug for the uh, for the year. So Woo-hoo. so, and we won't know the re- results till January first. That brings me to another question, though. Maybe you can't share secrets with us yet, Zach. Sure, I can. What do you want to know? Are you thinking pinball industry awards again? Are you is oh? The people want to oh, know. No. That's deep and dark. Uh, I, yeah, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a little behind the scenes action if you guys want it. Um, uh, I yeah, the pinball industry awards are going on. I don't nice. want to give away too much information. Uh, okay. So we're going to see the crystals again this year, um, and they usually do them uh, end of January. Yes, I believe so. Uh, I can say here on your show, I haven't talked about it yet. I'm not going to be a part of the crystals uh, this coming oh, year. Okay. Wow. Yes. So uh, that's back. fresh news. Yeah. I am taking a step, step back from the crystals and uh, I will not be a part of it for better. Even, orders, in, even in hosting you and Greg doing the hosting thing again, or uh, at this point, absolutely nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. And it's a, it's a bit bittersweet for me. Uh, just, I, I love to create and uh, be a part of, uh, some say control. I, I I have a vision. I have a strong vision on how things uh, could be. And to the best of my ability, I put everything into what I do. And if A, I don't feel like I can do that, or B, uh, it is counter to what the rest of my team feels, um, then, you know, uh, something's got to give. And I felt like it might be best for me maybe just to take a year off from any awards. I don't blame you. Yeah, it, it, so. Sometimes you get overextended. I, I know that I felt that uh, in life and uh, at work and even in home. And so I've I've tried to narrow things down to the things that I need to focus on most. So mm-hmm. you even yeah. had to operate on someone at work that was overextended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. It's just I mean, I you guys both work extremely hard, so it's it's hard to put this to any level that you guys are doing stuff. But it's a, it's a ton of work uh financially it's you know it's a lot of resources there and not to i mean it's late so i can be real i don't have to be too wacky like i've learned over the last three four five years in media guys that for some reason um whenever i help create something or or something new to this industry i it can be a bit dichotomous on the reception and i've i've realized that even if i'm part of a team and trying to help, and I have the best and purest intentions, it doesn't always get received that way. So I feel like sometimes I'm the weakest link by trying to be the strongest link. So it just, it sucks. Uh, but, you know, sometimes if I put my name on something, 
people have these preconceived ideas and notions about them. And I'm tired of collateral damage happening to the people I care about in this industry because of it. So, and that's not, not nothing specific. It's just, it seems like every darn time, you know, I, I try something it's like, Oh, well, eh. so I'm like, yeah, let's just take a year off, sit in the stands and root on everybody that's producing, editing and directing and hosting these things. Yeah. No, Hey, best of luck to everybody. And it certainly is. It's nice to take a mental step, uh, step mm-hmm. back every once in a while. And so, uh, good for you. Uh, I, I think it's, last. Hard, it's hard to recognize that and actually take that step in, um, in your personal life because everybody mm-hmm. who is, um, driven is trying to create things. And sometimes it is hard. It's hard to just to say, you know, it's not, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take a time out for a bit. Yeah. I'll be there in the stands rooting on, uh, the crystals because it's my baby. I'll be rooting on the Twippies because I feel like that's still my baby. Um, regardless of what I've been through in the past, uh, with these groups, I think the world of what they're doing and pushing pinball forward in a positive manner. And I want nothing more than to see everyone succeed in them. So I'll be in the front row. I agree. Yeah. Cool. So the real question is, are you going to allow TPN or I guess you don't know, but are you going to let TPN maybe win the awards? Because let's be honest, like I know these guys will never take credit for this, but the best hands down episode ever in pinball history, in my opinion, is the final round reach around mm. awards episode. That show was insane. So it was impressive. Anytime you can have Roger Sharp on there talking about the special award, it's it's uh, cringeworthy and awesome at the same time. When you can get the main singer of Bare Naked Ladies to write uh, custom oh songs for your award show, come on. You know, you got Mark Silk on there that was doing the announcing. That That whole script of that show was amazing. And I think, I, I think they de- deserve some kind of recognition just for that. And I know that they'll probably do reach arounds again this year. I don't know how they're going to top it, but seriously, they deserve an award of some sort, in my opinion. Without a doubt, and just uh, just the individuals of uh, you know Jeff Tealis and Martin Robbins alone, and how much they've they brought to this industry, much less media. Yes, uh, specific rest recognition would be nice um, from some entity in the future. It's it's hard to top that. Uh, I will say it's it is tough though creating these awards because I mean let's rewind and go to the way back here, fellas. Four years ago, the only resemblance of of an awards we had was in written form, or maybe it was in a, a, a an older school banquet type of form at an expo where you get a plaque at a at a buffet. Like media is changing in pinball. Uh, and not to jump on it too much because a lot of people are bored with media talk, but uh, it's something I'm passionate about and something we're doing currently. So media has become more dynamic over the last three to four years, in my opinion. And with that has come more media uh, opportunities like the Twippies or like the Crystals. Uh, but it's very tough because as an example of what I was referring to earlier, you know, you start something that's a positive thing, a different spin on, you know, Twippies being a people's choice award uh, where the crystals and the PIAs were more of a, a specific group committee selecting. Uh, So it was, it was serving two serving two things. And the minute we announce that we get, you're creating it just to give yourself awards. And it, 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 you know, it kills a lot of that enthusiasm for you. Uh, But we proved that no, we're actually decent human beings and we're trying to be a positive community. Uh, So this year I, 
I don't know. I thought last year, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent uh, with your listeners here. I was almost appalled uh, to the degree that some of the work that was coming out of the pinball network at that time, um, we were holding them back just because we didn't want to appear biased. Um, I won't curse on this program, but that's a bunch of crap. And I, I get it. And I was the only one arguing against it and they were being humble, but facts are facts. And if something is good, it should be recognized period. Yeah, I agree. I, I do understand the the apparent conflict of interest and in recusing yourself, Absolutely. but that 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 is challenging. It's challenging because you're trying to do something positive, but when you're also a, a content creator and you're nervous about putting yourself in the mix, then that, I mean that's it's it's mixed blessing, I guess. So sure. uh, certainly appreciate what you guys did last year, and and I appreciate that we got the award last year, but. But uh, it really does it, to make sure that everybody gets the recognition they need. It's uh, you're walking a tightrope there, and mm-hmm. that's that's always going to get some criticism. And you know what? I was pushing for the puppet pals. That's what I was pushing. Like I was like, "What? How are we not going to recognize the puppet pals? This is this is artistry and genius to a level that this industry's never seen. And just because they're puppets, we can't we can't recognize. Oh, guys, this is silly. Okay, every time I hear the Puppet Pals, I feel like someone slipped me some sort of drug because I'm not exact. I, it seems like an alternative universe. Yeah. But then that's coming from the guy that doesn't like Back to the Future either. So, uh, oh, I, okay. I thought the first movie was fine. Just the second, third were terrible. Oh, what? I did feel a little dirty after that Puppet Pals with the, the creepy clown dude that was like. <laughs> They end up keeping moppy or mouthy or it's from the mind of a deranged individual for certain. Oh, oh man. (laughs) Uh, But it's, it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun over at TPN. We're having a blast and only bigger and better things coming very soon. We did, we did recommend to the puppet pals though, uh, that the next pinball relic could be somewhere stashed away at deep root with big, big mouth, Mm -hmm. Bobby Mueller. And, uh, It it would make for great content, I, I it, think. You know. Is is step one get past the guard who's paid by the SEC to make sure he doesn't <laughs> rip, rip off more uh, little old ladies? Yeah, they're going to be going to the impound for that relic. Yeah. I heard you made him Mister Popularity in jail, Scott, because you gave him that medical grade lubricant, and uh, oh, all, wow. all the people love him. Wow. Hey, this is a PG <laughs> podcast, my friend. I don't know how you what PG what? means out in Vernal, but man, you're uh, you're taking a blue very hey, quickly. Hey, you guys are you're implying? So I'm oh. just saying that you sent him some a gift basket. I'm just saying, right? That, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I do to these shows? <laughs> yeah, you t- take it down, take show. it down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately becomes R-rated. So the Twippies are going on live at TPF this year, are they not? Yes. I I believe they are, yeah. That's what I was told. The hosts are, though. You never know. I don't, actually. Hmm. You know, Patterson, hey, Scott and I are going to be there, you know. We still have our outfits that we bought for uh, two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me you were going to dress up as the Dumb and Dumber characters. Like Uh, a light blue suit. And yes, a, and I actually, suit. I had those at Expo. I brought oh. them, and Josh is the buzzkill. Josh did not oh, want yeah. to dress those up for the uh, the Pinball Olympics. I, I didn't feel appropriate at that time. I didn't know what we were walking. Appropriate, it's Halloween. <laughs> What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> oh, that's terrific. I think I think uh, hosting wise, we'll hopefully hear from the Twippies here soon. Yeah. Uh, there may be some format changes for the crystals, so stay tuned Ooh. for that. Okay. Um, if I were to guess Twippies wise, I would think Amoto is going to host it again. Probably Jack Danger. I, I would guess, but sounds yeah, about right. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Let's move on to our next note. You know, we talked about this back in April. Uh, we talked about a winter curse with Stern. It seems like, yeah. And it seems like whatever title ends up in that December, January, February month usually doesn't do as great as the other months. Um, I mean, case in point, the last couple of years where we had Stranger Things, which has come into its own after afterwards. It had a boomerang effect, absolutely. Yes, but when it did not, it was it was flat footed as soon as it showed and we had uh we had led zeppelin this mm-hmm. past year and so you can you can trace it back but i want to know do you think borg is going to break the winter curse or is there even going to be such a thing because pinball's so exploding right now mm. that it doesn't matter what comes out from stern it's going to sell and uh, go ahead zach you go first I would first, uh, first off, this is the loser kid winter curse. Let's just okay <laughs> straight here. <laughs> sure, we had Led Zeppelin last year and the previous year, Stranger Things. Nobody listened to me about how great that pen was. Whatever, uh, you'll learn soon enough. And then they're eating crow now, right? They're eating right, crow. That's right. And they're paying thirteen thousand dollars for a for a premium. Hmm. Monsters the year before the Beatles. Who's measuring right? Uh. So the winter curse. I think that maybe you're onto something. Mm. The etiology of this, I don't know, but there seems to be a correlation here. Now, what are we measuring in the winter curse? Are we measuring, uh, are we measuring the feedback that hobbyists are giving about the way this game is, or are we measuring sales? I would, I would actually do a mix of those, but I would say. How readily available is it for purchase? Because okay. uh, for a while, um, first Stranger- over. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But uh, okay. So let's take the COVID out of it. But for a while, with all of those others, there really wasn't much of a wait. If you wanted one, you could get one readily. Um, but um, this may be a little bit of an outlier because Stern is. I, Stern could definitely produce laundry day right now and it would be back ordered. Um, just because, Keith you know, Nolan right now, done, yeah. yeah, keep going. Exactly. Uh, and you strap a, a slap or a sticker on it and, and make it pinball then absolutely right now. So this year may be an anomaly just because of supply issues. Sure. And I agree with Scott. I think a combination of numbers and of reception and case in point, I got thinking about this the other day. You know, Beatles is a fun game, but I want to. I would say that the cells weren't there, and the reason being is because they only made one thousand nine hundred sixty-six of them, and they thought they were all produced. Yet they just ran another order, so either they weren't all produced, and they were just going to leave it at what it was, and then they saw some kind of reception down the road and was like, "We're just going to throw this out there." But I mean, look at Godzilla; they bumped up the limited edition numbers to a thousand, and those were gone like hotcakes in the first what let's be generous 24 hours yeah that's it probably wasn't even that yeah um and, I, and josh what you're saying is I, I think it's fair to say that the beatles was not a strong seller um throughout uh, the production of that maybe that's the response they were 
expecting with you know the the features and the price of that game but yeah i think it's fair to say as a dealer the the beatles was not a super seller like a jurassic park was so you're right same with the i mean monsters was actually a good seller yeah believe it or not monsters monsters did well but people still ask for monsters it's that nostalgia stranger things did not do as well it really didn't but by the time they probably relinquished the agreement and license, people started wanting it again. It's that whole Pirates of the Caribbean effect. Right. Yep. And then Led Zeppelin's been a mixed mixed bag. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I own I own Led Led Zeppelin, and it's mixed for me too. I I enjoy the game. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, you know, I blare the soundtrack and I have a good time with it, but I sure. do understand why people say it's not their favorite game because of uh, this or that. Um, but man, it, it's a fun game to rock out to. So so we're assuming that this winter there's going to be a release by John Borg. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. If you look at if you look at the schedule, uh, you know, Owen just did his right before that was Eddie. Uh, Jack Danger, who was only contracted for one game that we know of. Um, oh, he's doing a cornerstone. Come on, you think? Absolutely. I think so. I think maybe, so. but he so he just produced a game. So really, what does that leave out of the rest of the designers? That leaves Borg. Yeah. And so and, and Borg's last one was Turtles. So yeah, I think you might be right. It feels feels Borgy. So we do Borg, and uh, the hypothetical or the rumored, my air quotes, rush which was accidentally shown the artwork in the, the Godzilla well, the, the supposed, prototype. The, the alleged artwork. So. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Unless, uh, unless that's an epic troll, which would be awesome, by the way. Which would be something Stern would do. Yeah, that's they true. Get, they get their kicks off of the little things like that. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, they do. But, uh, okay, so let's say hypothetically, if it is a rumored rush with Borg, uh, what what type of reception do you think we'll get from that license alone? Just license alone. Okay, the dad rock crowd. It basically, my generation. I'm I'm probably on the young side for a Rush fan, um, mm-hmm. even though I I have followed Rush my entire life um, because my brother was into it, uh, and so I think that you're gonna get the people who are probably the fifty to seventy type, uh, kind of um, similar to like the Aerosmith or Led Zeppelin era. And I think um, it will actually sell fairly well because of that nostalgic attachment, as long as there is a good uh, play field associated with it. Mm. Um, outside of that core group, though, unless it's something um, like Transcendent, like Iron Maiden, I mean, you're not going to sell uh, the numbers Iron Maiden did without an amazing play field. Like the theme is not going to sell that. Absolutely. So if you have a similar thing with Rush, I think you can find that magic to be able to sell it, uh, to have a, a theme that people really connect to and a play out that is, uh, is uh, aside from the theme. Um, that's what made Iron Maiden so distinct. Um, and compare, would you rather play a, a game that has music by Iron Maiden or music by Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Of course. And, and that that connects more, but people vastly prefer the layout of Iron Maiden, which is why it's harder to get an Iron Maiden than it is to get a Led Zeppelin on the secondary market. We know that John Borg has done music pins 
in the past. I mean, he, he gave us Aerosmith. How do you guys feel about that? He gave us Metallica. Kiss. He gave us. Did he give us Kiss? Didn't he? Didn't he do? I kiss? think you're right. Yeah, he gave us yeah. Kiss. Yeah, because because Aerosmith was kind of like Kiss 2.0. Hmm. Um, he's, I, he's done the music pins. I like Borg. Um, he can be a little hit or miss when it comes to the magic that attack that um, attracts me, though. Uh, I thought I, I like turtles. I like the theme. Uh, I, I thought the rules and the, you know, the voices were great. I marked it an awesome job on that and everything it, uh, but it wasn't a long laster for me, which kind of surprised me. Hmm. So I, I, I have a Tron right now and it's, it's a very fun game. Uh, and it has that Borg magic, but it's, it's a different, uh, Borg has a different style than the other people he tends to have like that fast style which is why it works really well for metallica it worked well, really well for tron um it has been a, a miss on a few of them but uh i still think it's always been a he's always hit that mark but i don't know josh are you uh, w- what's your thought on that i really think that there are a handful of, of people out there that are really excited for this title um and Borg does have, he he is unique, but I feel like you get kind of a general idea of what he's going to release. I really think it just comes down to a play field, whether this is going to be received really well and, and who's on code. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwight was with Eddie, so I don't think Dwight's going to be with him with uh, Borg on Rush. So I, I would assume we're going to seem like Tim Sexton, maybe Raymond Davidson. Lonnie Rums. Um, so I think it's whatever they come up with. What, code. what about Tanya? What about having Tanya? He hasn't been mm. one since Deadpool. I think Tanya is still working on the uh, connectivity. I think that's what he, that would be. We my do guess. know that. Uh, I think uh, uh, who am I shouting out? Just another pinball podcast had on George and Tanya, and uh, George and Tanya did say that Tanya's working on a cornerstone title uh, in the really? future. Maybe not this near future given the insider connected stuff. But uh, what about uh, Lonnie? Lonnie Rout. Yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie great. Yeah. Well, and more and more, it seems like it's not just one coder. There's, there might be one with just the code. Uh, like, wait, Dwight comes up with most of the code, but then there's multiple coders helping him oh, to yeah, the team finish the product. Well, yeah, there, there's an architect, and then there's the, then there's the, the code team, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that's who uh, takes the lead on that. But Tim Sexton hasn't done anything since Led Zeppelin, so hmm. yeah. Well, and he's certainly available since and Richie went to his, JJP. Yeah, he's without his designer. Yeah. yeah, I can see this going one of two ways. Um, either people like really another dad rock uh, from the eighties. You're all you're always going to hear that. I, I don't care how great it's going to be. As soon as it is, um, as soon as it is released, you're going to get the cries for great another uh, another pin for aging white dudes. So my question is, though, what isn't dad rock at this point? Because technically, I'm a dad now. I mean, I've been a dad for 11 years now. And you rock. And the <laughs> Thank you. And the music I grew up yeah. with is from the 2000s. I mean, it's obviously not the stuff you guys listen to, but I'm never oh, going to... you guys? You guys? Okay. What do you mean, you people? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you, you, people. you people. Yeah, Are you. Old? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I would be willing to compromise with a 90s, like, Triple Drain was talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers. I feel Hell like that's yeah. a Oops, that's a good. No, you're fine. I, I I think if you qualify for a 401k, then you can officially say anything you listen to is dad rock. Okay. So so we do a Paramore 
pinball machine that's from the 2000s i have no idea who that is exactly (laughs) this is point does it count as dad rock though he has i'm a dad no no, and aquabass doesn't count either they have to be a good band what about uh justin timberlake i'm asking for a friend but justin Timberlake. you want to bring sexy back i wouldn't mind it would you do a crossover with NSYNC or would it just be strict strictly be JT? Mm. Man, Justin's mm. catalog is plenty, plenty thick. Why and isn't I'm... he in a pinball machine? Between all the movies and stuff he's done, he should be in a pinball machine. You know what? Uh call me crazy. I would buy a Justin Timberlake pinball machine. Okay. okay. Especially if it was like wait, Love Guru. Wait, what is oh my god. Absolutely. Uh, Even better. Such a bad show. Um what? okay. Okay, wait, what is that? What is no. that? Uh, that South Korean boy band that is huge right now? Is it K pop? Is that what oh, it is? Yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah, you're more I, hip with the times than I am. No, I knew about it because there was someone at work who was, uh, they were coming into Sophie Stadium, which is, you know, the big one where the, the Rams and the Chargers play. And she bought tickets for four nights, like all four nights, she bought tickets. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, wait who who are they like this is the first time i'd heard about them but they are they make so much money that they are rated on the gdp of south korea (sighs) and and so i don't know but so i think there's a well i don't know there's certainly a popularity for that does it cross over to pinball no it doesn't don't make it people wow wow okay here's here's a band that i grew up with backstreet Uh, no you would consider I would consider them dad rock Lincoln Park. They came out in 1998 or nine and was very active during the 2000s. Would you consider that a dad rock pinball machine? Yeah. And they've definitely had the accolades to get a pinball machine, in my opinion. I, yeah, I I was going to say that you're not going to get the, um, like the music that is very polarizing, but Hey, they made iron maiden. So I, I think if they made iron maiden, any music is possible because I am rising. I'm not talking about a flog and Molly pinball machine here. I have no (laughs) idea what that is. (laughs) I think that Lincoln park is a bit too screamy to be dead rock. Okay. That's, that's kind of what I was getting at with the, I I was going to say the scream or the rage, but that was then I thought, well, uh, you have Iron Maiden, which yeah, has give me I, Justin Timberlake over Lincoln Park. Sorry, fellas. Mm, okay. Okay. Actually, pink. I would I, I would buy a pink pinball machine. I would not. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. not my I, I'm not. I could. Okay. I'm not. It's not bad, but. But I guess my final question is, where do you draw the line? Like. It is Nirvana because Nirvana changed the tides of what rock was back in the nineties. That's 90s. not dad rock. Yeah, it's not dad rock. I, I would say pre. Um, I would say pre Nirvana. Basically, when when That's Nirvana came out, yeah, when Nirvana came out, every single um, hair band um, knew that that was the end. Like it, it was a seismic shift when Nevermind was uh, was released, and just overnight, every single hair band. Um, started wearing flannel and uh, mm-hmm. toning down their music. That was a movement. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It really it, because it became so formulaic. And uh, so Guns N' Roses is probably the last big super band that would qualify as dad rock in my book. Is Jimi Hendrix dad rock? That's grandpa rock. 
No, I'm serious. Like, okay. And I would say Led Zeppelin's probably, they're probably a little long in the tooth for the dad rock. Um, Rush kind of uh, slides in because they had a 40 year career. Well, same with ACDC. I mean, they started in the 70s along with Led Zeppelin. That's, yeah, but ACDC is, yeah. But, yeah. I, I, but I would say if um, ACDC dialed in their their sound in 1978 and, or even 1980 with Back in Black, um, I don't know, Rush kept changing with that. Um, but now I'm getting super Rush nerdy on you. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I'd still put... Rush is uh, is definitely solid in the dad rock era. Where's the guy that you guys had on that was a huge Rush fan? Let's bring yeah, him back Steve, in. Yeah, Steve Govea. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, believe it or not. I always call him Guava Juice. I, yeah. yeah. I, I text him every once in a while because I'm trying to get like an in on his next uh, mod. So oh, I see. Yeah. I probably shouldn't call him Guava Juice then. And that, yeah, I'm sure he'd appreciate it though. And I probably should have got him an LE when he had it's just a lo- the Ooh, list was already so ouch. low. I mean yeah. rather yeah. be clear with people. Yeah. <sighs> so let me let me recap this. So we're thinking rush, it just really did, comes down to code and play field. We think that rush itself will move some units, but it really because it could pull like a Led Zeppelin effect, like Led Zeppelin had its numbers because of what Led Zeppelin is, but because after the playfield was announced and everything like that, it kind of took a hinder or a back back seat to what it could have been. Yeah, no, no one bought Led Zeppelin because they're in love with the playfield. I mean, it, it, it's it's standard. So I'm predicting that if it is a rush by John Borg at the current temperature of our industry and market, we will see sales greater than Led Zeppelin. Not to be mean, but I, I think that's easy to do. Greater than Led Zeppelin, but less than Iron Maiden. First year? Mm, yes. Okay. But that's tough because that, that that was a burn that lasted. When we think of Iron Maiden now, fellas, we think of how many games sold and how impactful it is now over three years or so. Right. The first year the probably first year, wasn't you're as, right. as big as we may have thought. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because that was Keith Elwin's first game, you know. Or is he still just a competitive player? Is this a PR move kind of thing? Man, Stern took a gamble and it paid off big. <laughs> it paid yeah, off wow. tenfold. Holy crap. If you would have told me after Iron Man came out, like, I was still skeptical. Like, I'm not saying that Keith was a bad designer or anything like that. I'm just, I'm like, I don't, I, I wasn't a huge Iron Maiden fan. Like, I enjoy the music, but I'm like, what's what's going to become of this because elwin had so much time to work on maiden as in the form of archer Mm -hmm. and so it was like when he made jurassic park that's when i was like this is the real deal yeah it was like the scott denisi thing he's been working on it forever and eh, maybe this is just a one-off kind of thing well bands usually have that the first uh first album is huge and they call it the sophomore slump for a reason because uh you know you have five years to develop material for one album and then you have to come up with a new album in the next year and a lot mm-hmm. of times they just don't have as much in the tank and then jurassic park came out yeah that that was where he planted the flag and said i'm here come at me yep. jurassic park is still an outrageously high selling pinball machine There's oh yeah since it's since its inception guys the thing is you can't keep those in stock I was lucky that you had one in stock when I bought one. I called you mm-hmm. up one day and was like, what you got in stock? I got one JP Pro. Send it my way. Like the box is still warm. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking oh. of Elwin, so we're, let's talk rumors for a second. I'm I'm hearing that his next game is Back to the Future and it's a Kapow title and that we're we're doing well the Kapow title tier, you know, we start off with a premium and, and and so on and so forth. Some people are claiming it's only Super LE, yada yada. Does this really matter? Does it like I know people are complaining like, well, it's Kapow, so we know that the price will be higher, but honestly, looking at Godzilla how many people went? I mean, the pro is still a good game. You're still getting a good game. But at this point, I'm like premium or nothing. Premium LE or nothing. And so I'm not really heartbroken if it is a Kapow title and it starts off at the premium because I feel like that's where I start with L1 anyway. Yeah, but keep in mind, generally, the premium price tag on a Kapow is going to be substantially higher. Maybe not substantially. It's going to be higher than that of a, a Stern Cornerstone, typically. Yeah, so if, uh, if right now premiums let's see, just a, a buck shy of $9,000. Mm-hmm. So would you expect a Kapow title to be 95, 96? 95, 10, 99 at the, at the least, I would guess. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would say... It might go the full thousand. I would say 800 or 900. I mean, it, it may even be 9999. Sure, 98.99, I could see it. So we are dealing with a almost a different, you know, a different model there. At that uh, I guess I guess you're right, and I guess looking back at the history, Elvira was not a Kapow, but what was I mean? Batman sixty six is, mm-hmm. and it obviously has commanded a higher price. It, it fluctuated with Elvira when they did do price increases. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Beatles is kind of its own beast. Beatles. I don't know if you can really can you count Beatles into the whole Kapow because I almost felt like they were searching there on pricing. That's true. It was a different dog, but um, but when it did come out, we know that there were three models in the same fashion, and we know the lowest quote unquote model was mimicking that of a, a limited edition with powder coat and everything, and it had a substantially higher price than that of a regular premium. Um, so yeah, I think it still lines up with. I think it still lines up with everything else, and they probably when what they do is. A Kapow title is also known as a studio title. And that's what they did with Elvira as well. They called it a studio title. Okay. And those prices, those prices were even that of Batman 66 and Elvira all the way up to kind of this year. Uh, yeah. So I think they would probably map those pricing similarly in the future. I don't know. Elwin's a golden goose right now. I, 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 people, people weren't happy with the increase, but then they saw Godzilla and was like, well, it makes sense. You know, if they would have done that with Led Zeppelin, they were like, "What crap are you guys trying to pull over our eyes?" Yeah, I mean, who, my who knows? I, I yeah. certainly Elwin is their um, he is their golden boy right now. So it makes sense if you can if you are finding a way of giving value to the premium market, um, then you are going to try to tap your greatest resource or your greatest. Uh, va- um, I guess perceived resource. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be disparaging about any other sure. uh, playfield designers there. Um, but if you, it, it was the same type of thing with Lyman, is that they moved Lyman to Batman sixty six to sell Batman sixty six for a reason because he has a track record of having excellent, well respected code, and if you put Elwin on a premium type game premium only game then he has that respect for he is four for four for solid games so why wouldn't you 
why wouldn't you explore that option? I know that you guys are in the know a lot here on Loser Kid. And yeah, I get a lot me, of people telling us. Yeah. Myself hearing that uh, you guys are thinking about a rumor of Elwin and Kapow makes me happy because, and money sucks, of course, but because Kapow brings in the big licenses and yes. theme matters to me more than it probably should. And I don't care. I will proudly wear that. Uh, so if we got a big license and a Keith Elwin, oh boy, watch out. Step back. Watch me throw my money. So you're telling me you're day one on this is Spinal Tap with HomePin, huh? Oh, what a Ooh. horrible, horrible thing. No, Sorry, no, Jeff. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, it's actually a great theme, but uh, I, I, sorry, I, I wouldn't buy a Rush uh, pinball machine by HomePin. I guess I'll put it that way. And I'm a huge Rush fan. So there you go. I don't, if we're talking Dad Rock, talk about Dad Movie. Spy, this is Spinal Tap. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. What do you think he's on then? If Elwin's over there, if Elwin's doing a kapow, is, do we get Harry Potter? Do we get, what do we get? Oh, you back know, future, maybe, maybe, so, maybe Back to the Future is code for Back to the Magic. Back okay, to can, Hogwarts? Can we really? Uh, Hermione, if they did, grab your wand. If they did an Elwin Harry Potter, would they need to produce anything else for the rest of the year at yes, that they, point? They need Mark Silk as the voices for all of the characters. Yes. That's what they need. It would just be one ramp and two gobble holes, and that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, be like, here, here, take it. Sweet. Could you imagine the modding community for that one? Oh, you know how many people would be ticked because, like, right now, like, let's let's admit, Godzilla is is game of the year. Like, I'm not hearing it from anything else at this point. There's no way anything else comes close. Yeah, and and. I'm in on a second run Godzilla, mm -hmm. which is if March, if I remember correctly. Correct. And then the third run is August. Mm -hmm. How insane would it be? They announce Harry Potter. It's Elwin. It's Kapow. All of a sudden, price doesn't matter at that point. I, I'm not saying it, it. Price still does matter, but matter, yeah. a, a lot of these people, price would not matter to, and they would need to have it. I bet you third run and fourth one would already be booking out the same week they showed it. And that's just me. Well, I, I, as, as soon as Harry Potter is announced, absolutely. But yeah. uh, and do we think it's Harry Potter? I mean, Kapow could do it. He could make it happen. Well, Craig Bobby cited the super awesome pinball show for their great interview with Joe Cam and Cow. Okay. Wink, wink. Yeah. Sorry, I, I have to give you crap, Craig. But uh, so when when Cam and Cow was on our show, he talked about he owns rights to the Back to the Future Broadway play. Yeah. And so they were making some connections there. But you know, you know, Joe, he likes to tease. He likes to troll. Who knows? Oh, don't get my hopes up. Tim Lee, avid listener of the show. If you haven't checked out uh, the poor man's uh, tribe multiball with him and Rachel, go out and do it. Tim tells me on a weekly basis how much he loves Back to the Future. And that's like his dream theme between that and Transformers 1984. It's like it's the it's. Besides Harry Potter, what's the next largest theme that everybody screams? That's that's the whale it's out there. Back to the Future. It's, yeah. yeah. Ferris Bueller's yeah, Day think, Off. At this nah. point, guys, I think Back to the Future has actually surpassed the desire for a Jaws. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Th there's Remember more stuff. That was yeah, it. Th there's way more assets that you could incorporate into the back of the future. You, uh, in Jaws, you have this uh, this mean fish, this uh, fish that needs psychotherapy. Well, and who are we talking to? And they said that they 
they could do Jaws, but they'd only have rights to the shark. It's like, well, yeah. what's the point of doing <laughs> Jaws then? Yeah. The shark was cheap. We talked yeah. to these people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, well, they, they don't have to deal with uh, with licensing because they're not negotiating with actors. So I still think Jaws, Jaws would do great. Back to the Future would do great. Uh, uh, what about Sharknado? We could do that, no? But no? seriously, Nobody. besides Unlike, Harry Potter maybe. and Back to the Future, what other big titles do you got out there? What, what else is Grell? What else are you hearing, Zach? Um, not, not, say- from, not from the studio, but you know, people requesting like, do you ever hear this is coming out? You put me on the list. Well, let's pull up my list now from flipping out for the interested list. Excuse me while I whip this out. That's right. <laughs> what was this about a PG movie? Or- <laughs> hey, that, that's from Blazing Saddles. That That is a dad rock show if there ever is one. Because that's me a $400 handcock. Okay, mm-hmm. we've, got, we've got Toy Story is okay. a big heavy list. Okay, but is that because it's been rumored for so long, or is that the fact that people really want a Toy Story? Yeah, for whatever reason. Toy yeah, Story I, is okay. a big long list. There'd be a lot of people who'd want a Toy Story for their... My their, wife's already asking home. me. She's like, didn't you say there was a Toy Story coming out? I'm like, that's the rumor. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter is a long list. Yeah. Uh, Pulp Fiction has become a long list. Wow, I would be surprised if they ever made that. Back to the Future uh, okay. is a long list. Rush is now a very long list. Yeah, I'm so, I'm somewhere mid on that list. I called Zach and he's like, yeah, you're pretty far down. I'm like, okay, well, just put me on it. We'll see. I have a handful just, of people on Journey. Journey would be a great pin, actually. A lot yeah. of people on I, Lord of the Rings remake and Tron remake. Yep. Uh, a Pirates of the Caribbean, if they did that again, long list there. Jaws is a long list. We've got James Bond. Beetlejuice. Uh, pretty growing list there. We have Scooby Doo, the one that nobody talks about that I would love. I think I think Scooby Doo would do well. Mm, I so think cool. done right in the right hands, it would do very well. That He-Man. feels like a spooky title, actually. Yeah, it does. He Man Masters of the Universe. Okay. GI Joe. The, the, the Dolph Lundgren one, right? <laughs> yeah, Joe. Uh, Venom is a growing list now. Uh, Legends of Zelda, of course. Yes, sure. please. Mario, of course. Yeah. Golden Girls, just because people are cute. <laughs> Predator, Transformers G1, The Matrix is a huge license. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, believe it or not. Handful of people on that list. You know what? That, that could be interesting. Big Trouble in Little China. Pink Floyd. Ooh, do you fall asleep while you're playing? Gremlins. Sorry, I'm, I'm going Money. back. To, I gotta go back to to Pee Wee and to to Big Trouble in Little China. Those both feel like trolls to me. I mean, it's because Jack Danger and Kaneda have been pushing those for so long. That like they're like, you know what, you guys need to do, fan base. You should hit up Zach Manny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, the list. there actually is a um, there is a desire for. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I mean, it's a it's a Tim Burton movie, yeah. yeah and 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 it's it is bizarre, but you could certainly make an interesting game. I I think outside of the hardcore fan base, though, that'd be a pretty hard sell. I don't know. I would take a Pee Wee over ninety percent of what I've listed so far. Okay, all right. It is Tim Burton. It is a just a wonderful fantasy, awesome film. I'm I'm a big Pee Wee fan. Right. Um, we did name our van Large Marge. 
Oh, man. Oh, that would be good. Army of Darkness and Evil Dead. Okay. John Wick. Uh, Spinal Tap. Indiana Jones. Speed Racer. Uh, Twilight Zone remake. Um, kind of feels here. like we're getting in the weeds here. I well, so. he, here's also Muse? the challenge. Somebody's, somebody's on the list for Muse. Muse would be great. Okay, put yeah. me on that list. Okay, I would take I'm doing Muse. that right now. Muse is actually one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was so good. And listener, all you've got to do that's it. That's as easy as it is. Scott Larson's now on the Muse list. Boom. Yeah. For an LE, yeah. you want to do a little LE action? Yeah, absolutely. Let's Bring it on. It. You're in. Yeah. No, seriously, one of the it. it I went to Muse and it, I saw Muse back in 2009 and they opened for a little band called U2 and nice. Muse was way better that night than U2 was. Oh, and I had no idea who Muse was. Speaking of Muse, I'm going to rewind. Just, I know okay, we've already talked about this. U2 also a good, also would be a good thing. Oh, no, we've already talked for Rush. And I just want to bring this up for two seconds. How amazing Rush is known for their laser shows, right? Mm-hmm. How amazing would it be for them to reuse the projector from Stranger Things and put a laser light show in Rush? They they should reuse it at some point. They need to. But mm-hmm. um, I, do you think Borg's going to take that trick from Eddie? Do you think we'll get a return of expression lights? Okay, um, bring me up to speed on that. You mean like mood rings? You own it. It's in Led Zeppelin. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, I think those are really cool. Um, I so, love those. Yes, I have the topper on Led Zeppelin, and every people that come over and they see the the lights that move, the, they're basically like little searchlight things on. No, the top I'm talking about the ones on the the side of the art blades. Oh, Express yes, lighting system. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, they. Maybe yeah. we get another. Here's the next music pin. Maybe we get it. I think those are actually essential for music pins. Yeah. I, I think it really does create a, a mood that I mean, it was shown with the Guns N' Roses. And actually, I, I, I like the symmetry on Led Zeppelin, those expression lights. I thought you were talking about the, the topper that has oh, those spotlight too. things, yeah. which are pretty fun because they move around. Yeah, but that's a good point, Josh. Do we do we see expression lights again? Do we see laser show like a Star Trek? Do we have that? Maybe projector and stranger things? What has John Borg got up his sleeve? So I think we answered the ultimate question. So it's either coming down. People either want Harry Potter or they want Back to the Future. Great. God. Yeah. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. Um, what, what movie is it where they're making fun of Christopher Lloyd? Where they're like, it, it's like a behind the scenes. It's like one of those families in the pool house. I think Justin Timberlake's in it. And they, they keep yelling out, great Scott. Oh, is, it, was that Alpha Dog? Maybe. Were they kidnapped the kid? No. Well, I haven't seen oh, okay. that in a while. Yeah. Eh, we'll figure it out later. If okay. you know the show that I'm talking about, please email into the Loser Kid Pinball podcast. It was so many hints we just dropped what the crap it was. So yeah. let's let's move on to uh you know, we were talking Venom. Uh do you think it's time that we do another Spider Man pinball machine? Mm. I know Venom's not necessarily it is, but isn't Spider Man we're not going to develop into really into that, but we've had, we've had five more movies come out and we know that comic book heroes are a big thing with Stern. Do you think we start seeing another Spider-Man anytime soon? Would you do a different layout or would you do a, um, the same layout with a, a updated theme, like a Tom Holland theme? 
what would you what would you prefer actually that's the question i think you give it a new layout i think you give it a fresh layout like you did with uh with avengers but avengers was fixing uh, a problematic playfield spider-man's playfield is actually pretty good yeah but it's been reused in star trek and in Led zeppelin and then you, you see what i'm saying here like i doubt people want spider-man 4.0 5.0 yeah they're not going to redo that the bigger question is if we see a venom do we see a comic book version like the rumors suggest or do we see something scripted from uh, a prior you know intellectual property like the films i think comic I, I think yeah, I comic. think the movies are too wild card at this point. I don't think they've been pooling like, like an Avengers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think honestly, Sony only makes—I don't want to say they only make these, but they have an agreement with Marvel that they have to make so many Spider-Man movies every so many years. Um, that's why we got so many Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to make them or lose the license, which is basically what happened with uh, Fantastic Four, which is why they kept trying to find a, a a a movie that worked for that theme exactly. because yes they were contractually obligated to i don't know i i feel like venom was just one of those things it's like we need to make a movie anyway spider-man this counts let's do it you know i think a venom comic book makes the most sense i agree i think it would be a really good seller uh and i believe at this point the relationship between stern pinball and marvel is so strong listener that it would not surprise me at all if we see the frequency of a Marvel-based pin as often as we do a music-based pin going forward. Mm-hmm. I still want a Black Panther pin. Well, an yeah. insider secret, Marvel loves Zombie Yeti. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... I, I, I assume this is public knowledge, but no, seriously, Marvel, after what he did for Deadpool, they specifically request Zombie Yeti. He he does... For, he did Avengers because of uh, their, their request, yes, from what I understand. Yes. Didn't he talk about that on ours? Because he said he was originally uh, he, asked. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he was asked to do it. So, But he was and, already on Ninja Turtles, and he said, well, if you can't find anyone else, you know, hit me up. And, and, and I, I don't think they just them. wanted him. You know, well, I don't either. He does a great job. He definitely brings the Marvel vibes are strong with Zombie Yeti. He does a fantastic job with comic book art, yeah. hands down. I'm a sucker for superhero ones, so I would totally buy it. And I think it would be great. Uh, I... I actually do like the comic book version of them. And, and that's probably just because, you know, I, I read comic books when I was a kid. And so in, on some level it reconnects with me, uh, even though I haven't read them in years. Um, but I still like that vibe. Uh, the challenge that you have when you do a live action one is sometimes it can age poorly. And Mm -hmm. there were some people who didn't like the Spider-Man. They didn't like the artwork because they weren't a big fan of that. Some people really preferred the ultimate version of it. I think it looks much better in that comic form. Yeah. That's, that's the only downfall with, in my opinion, the ultimate comic book version of Spider-Man is you don't get the call outs. Yeah. The call outs were great. Yeah. JK Simons did fantastic. Mm -hmm. If you could, if you could update and even have him come back, cause he's in the movies, he's in the new ones. Yeah. I don't know. I think if you got a very harmonious little thing going on there, I think it'd sell gangbusters. And, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is I think we're going to see another Spider-Man. That's when when people were talking comic book and then when Venom came up, it didn't shock Mm -hmm. me because I'm like, it's, it's almost feeling like it's time for another Spider-Man pinball machine. I think this is, if we see a Venom, this is the version of the Spider-Man you're referring to. 
I don't yeah, think I, we see a Spider-Man for a long time if a Venom happens. Yeah, I, I would agree. Well, dang it. Now I want a Spider-Man more than I want a Venom, but... I don't know. I no, think Venom's, picky, Venom's gosh, fun. Venom, 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 Venom is a fun anti-hero, and they were able to do a really good job. But um, this is actually... Um, we didn't really talk too much about this with Dadrock. In, uh, but for a lot of those things, they still kind of stayed in the PG uh, realm. And so all those bands back in the 80s and even early 90s, I mean, I, I would say some bands obviously excluded um, Motley Crue, um, Guns N' Roses. But for a lot of them, I mean, you could like play those. thinking about licking it up. I don't know. Well, OK. All right. Uh, that's fair. But uh, the over-the-top stuff now, I mean, they were listening to stuff in the OR the other day. I'm like, I don't know who's screaming what, but there were a lot of NSFW words in there. Like, Turn so, this off. Yeah. <laughs> stat. Isn't that what you guys say? Stat. I don't, stat. I don't know. There, there, was, there was a song by a, an artist called Cupcake, and I've never heard of this artist, but wow, that was over-the-top. <laughs> That's the new trend, man. You, you name yourself after a food. So there's like marshmallow and cupcakes. Hey, I like cupcakes. Yeah. And then you come out with uh, lighter tunes. I, they're I, all explicit. Yeah, they're very explicit. So, <laughs> Well, here's a, here's a question I have for you guys. Okay. We haven't seen a stern pinball vault in a long time. Do you think we see one anytime soon? And if so, what would it be? I will say no. Because the purpose of the vault, well, there's two purposes of the vaults. One is if um, something's not selling and they need something else to put in the line and there's a demand for it, mm -hmm. then they'll throw them on, uh, you know, for a week or a couple days. Um, that's the one of the first reasons. The second reason is possibly, and this is me speculating, uh, filling contractual obligations. And so if they still have uh, contractually obligated to either do a certain amount or a theme or things like that, then yes, I think that makes sense. The challenge is they are so far behind in production that I don't think they need to, um, they don't need to do the 401k tour that a lot of bands are doing because they're still mm -hmm. selling the, the great, you know, they don't have to resort to a greatest hits album. Uh, they're still selling big stuff. However, uh, the the, the go-to that I would absolutely say if you're gonna vault something, you're gonna vault Tron. Because that yeah. that is a that is a slam dunk option. You know. can slap a new artwork on there as long as you keep Daft Punk as the music. I think there might be other other ones out there. I don't know. I still think Lord of the Rings is the one okay. that you vault. But uh, aside from those, what would you I have get? a hard time vaulting Lord of the Rings without actually putting an L C D in it and putting the movie clips in there. But think, then you have to revamp stuff at that I point. I think you could get away with animated. I think you could get away with like a comic book version of Lord of the Rings. And so you didn't have to deal with all the licensing rights. Oh, I don't know about that. That's like saying, it's like the people that say, Harry Potter, we, I'd be fine with a novel form of a pinball machine. Oh, no. Okay. All right. No. God no! So you're you're saying you're going to bring Gandalf out of retirement? Mm. Ian Mc McCle Ian McClellan. Yeah, I want to throw this out here too. Okay, let's not do the gold foil backlash though. That oh, was I was going to say, hold on, Zach. Okay, back to your question. I I don't foresee them doing a vault anytime soon, with uh, how backlog they are. It's it's either 
if they're going to have titles to fill gaps, I feel like it's going to be either the pin or it's going to be uh, just some of these offshoots that they're starting to do occasionally. Mm-hmm. But like Scott said, I think we're getting to a point where they're so backlogged. And when we're at the end of 2021 and they're already booking out into 2023, there's there's no reason to do a vault at this point. Okay. Like the, when you're not even building you know, Stranger Things, you're not building Led Zeppelins, and those are things that are current. current. They're within your catalog. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see a reason to go back and say, hey, let's do another round of Iron Man. It's like, well... Why? Because you're selling you're selling gangbusters on Ghostbusters and Mandalorian, and I mean, it's well, maybe they could do a Ghostbusters rerun though. Maybe that could be a vault because Ghostbusters, uh, it kind of it it was a brutal game, didn't sell very. Well. It sold great based on theme, but then people gave up on it, and rightfully so. Uh, but they may want to run that. I don't know, Zach. O- outside of Tron and Lord of the Rings. Do you have a vibe for what you would want? Mm, I will say you brought up Ghostbusters. Prior to this most recent pinball resurgence, I would, this is merely speculation and guess, a pretty strong hypothesis here. I think that Ghostbusters was likely their greatest selling pinball machine all the way back to maybe ACDC. I think it sold them tons. Yeah, I think you're right though. But whenever I asked you guys that question, I was being sneaky because I had a follow-up because I knew you would say no to the whole vault idea. What if I I pitched you this? (laughs) You know, that's what podcasts do like myself. Uh, What if I pitched you this, listener? Scott, Josh, Mm -hmm. you say, no, they don't have time for a vault. Why would they do that? Well, picture this. Picture them having an awesome game called Elvira that everybody wants. Okay. And then they come out because everybody wants it. They can't build that many that quick and a vault. Maybe won't, you can't build that many. So they come out with a 40th anniversary that is selling for 25 to $30,000. Now, what if you take something like a Tron listener or a Ghostbusters or a Lord of the Rings and you only make 200 of them? But you sell them for twenty-five to forty thousand dollars. Now, does that make sense? This is a game that everybody has wanted new in the box for years. A proven entity, and with only two hundred and fifty released, wallets are opening up. In my opinion, please send your hate mail to Zach at Flipping Out Pinball. <laughs> you know, I, I don't give them those ideas. Know. I, no, see y'all's, okay. I see y'all's gears turning, though. Oh, sadly, I uh, I see that in the future. Uh-huh. So, so, Scott, tell me, you just sold a, a Tron Pro? <laughs> How much did you sell that for? <laughs> Listener, by the way, that, that number is $15,000. Well, so, no, I, 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 I can, as uh, much as I don't want to say it, Zach, I think you're on to something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you are, too. Okay, I, I will say, though, Oh, that Tron is is giving me ulcers because I I I I have a very customized Tron, and it is a beautiful machine. Gorgeous. And I I uh, put it out there for what I consider a premium price, but I wasn't willing to part with it for uh, anything other than a premium price. And so I put it out there, and I actually got a 
someone who was local who was looking and came down and looked at it. Super nice guy named Brandon. Uh, super nice guy. And as and he decided, yes, he he wants it. And uh, we haven't. It's a verbal commitment right now. And then my son tells me, "But Dad, that's my favorite game." Oh, yeah. Oh, that that takes a knife right to your heart. Um, You're like, we got Godzilla coming in. I promise that'll be your next favorite game. (laughs) No, you know, I will say that he he is a, a very sweet kid, and so. Part of me is is I'm really struggling right now because we haven't completed the the transaction, and I, yeah, man, that's hard to sell mm. your kid's favorite game. Did he say but, it's not? But Papa, the Chrome, the Chrome, Papa. Papa. Yeah, look at the Chrome. Okay, but yes, Papa, uh, all the mods, the yeah. mo- the, the arcade mod. Yeah, the, the... Oh, the arcade mod cost more than his Switch. So the light cycle, Papa. Yeah. So a anyway. custom light cycle that comes off the front of the pinball machine that you actually sit on yeah. as okay. you play Tron. Oh, that sweet. would be, uh, I think you certainly, if you're looking for a quick grab, um, you could certainly do exactly what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I would, I would still makes... prefer if they updated it a little bit. Like I said, if... I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, like they did with Elvira, they'd probably do some trim and stuff like that, but I, I still want to see an LCD Lord of the Rings. I I I think they're definitely looking for different opportunities and having like a premium super limited edition option they will do but I would I I would suggest they will do both in the future. Like right now they could do the cash grab option um but they could also do a a release cuz at some point this roller coaster is going to slow down my friends. Yeah. We're all going to throw but the, up. The Tron would be easy though cuz you're not going that far back to do a Tron. If you're still redoing uh, Iron Man, you could easily do a Tron and uh, make it really cool. Yeah, but the word easy and the word Disney shouldn't go in the same sentence. I mean, Uh, I bet that license is harder to get than Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you're probably right. Anytime Disney's associated, they're very jealous of their license. But no, I was just thinking about it the other day and that's, uh, it came to me, I was like, okay, Elvira 40th Edition's are surprisingly selling well and they are selling high. And this is a game that they're still building as a premium. I wonder what would happen if they thought to themselves, Hey, why don't we just do this? But maybe not to a pin we're still making. I don't know. From a business standpoint, it makes sense. Darn, you're onto something. You know my number. Uh, get, uh, to get on the flipping out uh, Super LE Tron list, contact You Zach know what's funny? Call. As soon as this releases, I'll have 15 or 20 messages. It, it never fails. I'll sit here on the uh, like, sit here work, and all of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. and I'll be well, like, "Loser kid must release their episode." Pa- yeah, it's like, all right, what po- podcast we're talking about? Something, ding, ding, ding. Oh, okay, I better listen to somebody's podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, I okay. You know, Zach, I'm going to put myself on the Tron and the Lord of the Rings list, and if it's the right price, then I will absolutely consider it. But you know what I always say? It never hurts to get on a list. Mm. Yeah. All right. Scott is now on the Tron list. What I'm else? The founder say? list. Uh, Lord of the Rings. I love how half this episode's been like, Scott. Or Scott's like, put me on the list. Put me Scott, on the list. I'm interested you in a limited edition topper for those as well. Okay. Zach, have you ever known me not to buy a topper? I'm adding that now. 
Yeah, pretty much every time I, I message Zach that I'm going to, uh, I want a topper with a pin, he always laughs and he's like, you're already on that list. I'm waiting for it to get like uh, like the, the kids back in my high school days, Nelly, getting two per. That's what Ooh. I'm waiting for. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, two per I thought, toppers. I thought Scott's list was long with Zach for flipping out on purchases. And then I saw Joe Fox. I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, Joe, no, Joe is crazy. He is, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, okay. Basically, I look like a guy with like a, with, Basically, a I dabble in the addiction. Joe is like a full-on rock star with the parties he's throwing. <laughs> Fox is a rock star. I, I yes, we have he the, is. Nicole and I have the best customers and friends in the world. Yeah, he's he's a great dude. I wish we could have taken him to dinner. What is up with this? We never got to take you to dinner. Joe hey, Fox Zach was working. He I don't was know if I working. ate. We was making it rain. Yeah. Well, because when you were done working, it was ten o'clock at night, and no one wants to go get. Chicago deep dish at 10 o'clock at night. Hey, I would have gone, but I was exhausted. I would have too. I'm an old man. So hey, right, Speaking of, are you guys going to TPF? Yes. Oh, uh, Yeah, that's the plan. I'll, I'll uh, fly in Friday and fly back uh, Sunday. I'm so pumped for that. It feels weird, though, that like TPF is only technically like two days long versus Expo okay. that was like five. Okay, but Expo, and we talked about this, the frustration that I had with the way they did the scheduling at Expo, and they... I wish they had more stuff. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of waiting for the floor to open up. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to TPF where it's going to be just it's a uh, you know a skittles induced seizure mm-hmm. uh, coma uh, in over two days. So well, and after listening to Dennis, you know he's like, "Don't give me a hug," but it seems like so if it's so tight in there, you're going to be rubbing up against each other anyway. You might as well just <laughs> reach around and gonna be give my him a little favorite part. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and to and to make sure that I provide him with adequate attention for the entire weekend at TPF, I'm here to announce Flipping Out will not have a booth at TPF. Nice. This is the first look, uh, my buddies have been telling me, Zach, like you've been doing this for three years now. Can you not just hang out with us at a show and not have a not be, you know, stuck at your booth? And I thought, after this last expo in Cincinnati. You know what, guys? Yeah, like I, I would like to have a break and to hang out as a hobbyist. And so, yeah, we've got a booth paid for at TPF. Um, wonderful folks facilitating that, the Vanderveens and stuff. Uh, but we're going to be utilizing that space for the TPN booth, and flipping out is going to take a step away from that as well. Nice, nice. Okay, I'm enjoying well, uh, life, guys. I'm, you know, life is short. You're going to put Amanda Hamilton in charge of the TPN booth because she would rock it. She would rock it. Absolutely. So this is like the flipping out of sense. You know, like we had the Matthew McConaughey, the McConaissance, all where right, he, he right, went and started all doing, all right, all right, all right. This is the flipping out. I'm finding myself, Scott Larson, mm. in Lincoln. Yeah. Have to take him out to the parking lot and get him some barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to do the chest thing now. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh. Reference, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. <laughs> We, my wife and I were talking to the youth the other day and she brought up Matthew McConaughey and they, granted this age group was about 12 to 13 year olds mm-hmm. and they just looked at her. Who's Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Mm. We've gotten that old. <laughs> it, and and then she pulled out the line from uh, Dazed and Confused. You know, the best part about girls. Yeah. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> All right. Oh, hey, my hey uh, Zach, by the way, Zach not only sells 
uh, pinball machines, but you also have a deal with Roth Thrills, don't you? I love Roth Thrills. Yeah. So chill, if, chill, you chill. Had, if you're looking for that, uh, that big buck hunter, go ahead and grab that and put that downstairs. I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get one downstairs in my basement. Oh, we'll figure it out. Well, if you heard, you listened to the Josh Sharp episode and Raw, Thil- Raw Thrills loves you too, Zach. Oh, it's mutual. This relationship yeah. is a is a is growing strong. I love all the people over there at Raw Thrills. Okay, Mr. by the Jarvis way, I do want a commission for the next person who buys the uh, the Jurassic Park environmental that you sell or Absolutely. the King Kong environmental. Well, we can talk. That thing is huge. <laughs> I know. That's a big one. Minecraft's big too. I cannot wait to I'm like a kid in a candy store with Raw Thrill stuff because Raw Thrill stuff seems like the ultimate toy to me. Yeah. It's just I don't care if it's at the Dave and Busters, I don't care if it's in my basement. It's the ultimate toy. So I'm always itching to see what they have coming out next. It it reminds me of the uh the original Nintendo game glove. If you knew a kid with that game glove, he oh, was yeah. a legend. It's like a power glove, man. Yeah, the power. Oh, that's yes. what it was. The power glove, yes. yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I love the Raw Thrill stuff. And I've been working with them and trying to nudge them in certain directions. Uh, you know, Josh Sharp's hard-headed, but he's just such a brilliant, sharp guy that um, hopefully at some point we'll we'll see more reason to get these into the home environments. No, I, I definitely, I, I think they need to uh, figure out ways of doing that more and more because that that is the future for Raw Thrills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So especially big buck hunters at home, that, that would be huge. That's a no brainer They're They are making some movements to, uh, to make them more accessible in the home setting. Oh, good. Okay. Well, uh, we're getting up, uh, about 80 minutes, so I need to get this boy to bed. One last note. One last note. We want to give our, uh, congratulations, condolences. Oh, no. happy, happy trails, happy, trails. happy trails. Yes. Happy trails. A melancholy, happy trails. And all players podcast again. And, uh, man, it, it was awesome being on your show back in January. Loved listening to you guys before we were podcast. Jeff, awesome job. Joe, way to go. Tanking another podcast. Yeah. Talk about the winter curses, Joe Lanier wow. curse. Wow. Ouch. Yeah, no, I love hear, you, Joe. I love you're going to hear about that from Joe. <laughs> We love you, Lemire. Joe's a great guy. Yeah. But all right, Zach, any any parting wisdom? Not to those guys or to <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we did the melancholy happy trails. Now now we're in the wrap up segment. Uh Scott, don't you have a heart to get started again? Uh, yeah. I, I I think the world of you two, I don't need to plug we've been plugging away all episode. Uh no BS, you guys' show uh brings joy to my life because it's just another show that I enjoyed that I don't have to edit. So please, please, <laughs> please keep up the great work. I love your transparency. I love you guys just digging your feet in there. Even when subconsciously you probably don't even know that you're digging in. It just, I love it. I just love uh, the interactions that you have with your guests. So uh, anything that you guys ever need, please never hesitate because myself, Nicole, and the rest of the pinball community, we've got your back. No, we Thank appreciate you. that. And no, we appreciate you breaking out of your busy schedule. Zach just finished the whirlwind trip. Uh, where were you last weekend? Oh, last weekend was Cincinnati for the show. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. So, uh, so Zach is actually staying up way past his bedtime to record with us. So we really do appreciate that. Hey, well, I woke yeah. up at 5am for you listeners out there that are familiar with straight down the middle series on YouTube. 
It's a video series that myself and my best friend Greg Bone from Louisville, Kentucky do. And woke up at 5 a.m. to go over there. He was drinking coffee. He hadn't had his beers yet. Uh, and uh, I caught him early. And we recorded some episodes uh, so we have a lot of fun stuff coming and I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys some of the info that we've got coming straight down the middle is going to have a Godzilla review coming up next. After nice. that, we're going to have a top oh. 10 list that I don't think anybody's really discussed much. And I cannot wait to, uh, for you guys to see that. And then in our third video upcoming before the end of the year, you guys are going to see us do another review, but this time it's going to be non pinball related. To be continued. The Rubber Bands episode, finally, huh? And keep listening to the Pinball Show on the Pinball Network because I'm in love with Dennis Creasel. Yes. Hey, Dennis. Gooja, booja, baby. <laughs> love you. You know what? We had a great time with him and Anthony. We went and got some some roast beef sandwiches, some Italian beef there yeah. at Expo. Okay, man. but you were the only one who did not order the sausage. I know. Yeah. You missed out on the sausage. Yeah. It sounded like a sausage got... party. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it, it kind of was, yeah. Three out of four anyway. Someone forgot their sausage. Tony's okay, but Dinden's where it's at. The most dynamic personality in pinball media for the last two years running, Dennis Creasel. Talking about awards, give that guy an award. I don't know anybody that's more deserving than him. He's got a t-shirt. Bring back back Jesse J's pinball podcast, because wasn't she going to award him like the most eligible bachelor in pinball or something like that? I don't even think she deserves him. Oh, wow. (laughs) I I don't think she was the award. No, not not hers. The award, but I thought they were giving out an award. Weren't they, wasn't it? They were trying to find the most eligible, yeah, eligible bachelor in pinball. Bachelor. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he sits on his own throne of snark, and there's nothing that can match it. He is the king of snark. Be careful, guys. Don't get snark. Crazy. Snark. All right. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on, Zach. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Scott, for staying up so freaking late with us. <laughs> Thirty six hours later. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, actually, before I before I get my spiel, Zach. How can they get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me by emailing Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter N out pinball.com for the sake of Scott's poor eyes. He looks like he's been at a Rush concert right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can text me for the quickest response at 812-457-9711 or just go make your purchase right now at flipinoutpinball.com. And don't forget to share our episode for the contrast entry. And you know what? I have like one or two things. I gave away most of the stuff at uh, Expo, but I have a few more things too. And so there are not two awards, but there are three, count them, three awards that you can enter in if you share our episode and get the word out there. Nice. Share, share, share. And we will be giving these away not next episode because our next episode is the Christmas special. Uh, and so we are have some clips coming in. If you want to submit a clip, you've got till Monday. I know this is springing it on you quick, but sometimes that's the best because apparently people procrastinate when you give them three weeks. No. But if you want to give us a, your pinball wishes, your pinball Christmas wishes, I don't care if it's Christmas. I know people out there that do Hanukkah. You got Kwanzaa. Send us your wishes, your holiday wishes, Inspire us. Festivus. And, uh, Festivus. Yes. Airing your so If you want to do that, send them to at loserkidpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to get a hold of us, we are at Loser, Pid- Loser Kid Pinball on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also on Twitch. Uh, other than that. And if you want to follow us on Insider, Josh yeah. is Loser Kid because he was the first one to sign up. So I'm Loser Kid 2, the number two, not T O O. Other than that, 
Got anything else for us before we shut this shut this pig down? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing. Nope, right. nothing. Win a banner. Share this episode. It's easy. It's free. Come on, people. Do it. As as Ben Stiller once said, do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Thanks. See you. See you for the Christmas episode.